You're listening to Don't Waste Water. We're not going to take this anymore. We don't want to hear that things cannot be affordable or that things cannot be done because this is their lifetime. This is their generation and I want to make sure we're empowering them to take action. Hello, bonjour and welcome to the Don't Twist Water podcast. The cost of water to them is the value of lost production, lost economic profits. Therefore, they have to do job reduction or, or dislocate along the way. This is a part of the sector that has not been talked about a lot in terms of where they can be more active in funding some of this infrastructure. I'm your host, Antoine Valter, and in today's episode, I'm delighted to welcome Patrick Decker as my guest. Patrick It's not just saying this because it's going to lead to higher economic profits for Xylem. This is the opportunity of a lifetime for us, a society, to make a difference. It's far more than just economic value. It is about creating social value as well. Patrick is the CEO of Xylem. The journey is not over. We have been on a transformation. We will continue to be on a transformation and a transformation not just in terms of what we bring into our portfolio of solutions from a product and technology standpoint, but also how we work in different ways based on our core. We're never going to walk away from our core. Xylem is the fourth largest water business in the world and a water and wastewater technology company that's well known for its motto, let's solve water. 11 years ago, almost day for day, ITT spun off its water business to create Xylem. That move itself didn't change much, but the 11 years journey that followed profoundly reshaped the company and, by extension, many aspects of the water industry itself. Patrick Decker has been leading that transformation for now almost nine years, and in a sometimes very conservative water sector, he's bringing much of a fresh breath. For instance, a couple days ahead of his WebTech visit, he shared on social media which days he would attend and invited anyone to come to talk with him at Xylem's booth. And as we'll discuss today, as walking the talk is a critical pillar of his values, he also really had those informal discussions, the perks of being approachable. Does Xylem need the exposure of this podcast? <laughs> Not at all. They already draw 1 billion people to their campaigns through their partnership with the City Football Group. But I think we all need the inspiration Patrick shares today. Before even recording, he mentioned how he would be worse of a guest than his brilliant colleagues Austin Alexander and Steven Zamir that already appeared on that microphone. It was a humble brag, but a sound respect for his team. And during and after recording, he addressed me as a peer in this water industry, which arguably I'm by no means, as I would be aware if I was leading a 5 billion business. What I want to underline here is how inspirational it is to see this kind of water leader. We know the challenges ahead, and it's good to see those qualities in the captains of the boats. Patrick was kind enough to stop by my microphone to share this wisdom shot, but he also had to continue his journey as he was awaited on scene to give his talk, which makes for a short episode today. As you can imagine, I have a dozen more questions that I would love to raise him. And that's where you can help me to provide you with the answers. If you like that first session and enjoy Patrick's answers, share that episode around you. Recommend it to your friends and peers and come leave me a comment under my LinkedIn post to encourage Patrick to come back. I'm pretty confident that with the right level of support from all of you, I can win him over for a deeper dive. So come on, do it and I'll meet you on the other side. You're listening to Don't Waste Water. 
the podcast that helps water professionals to improve their wastewater treatment, optimize their operation costs, and keep up with the latest market trends. This podcast is brought to you by GF Piping Systems. As a leading supplier of piping systems made of plastics and metal, GF Piping Systems is the global expert for the safe and reliable transportation of water, chemicals, and gas. For more information, visit gfps.com. Hi, Patrick. Welcome to the show. Hi, good morning. I'm honored to speak with you. I mean, you are on my bucket list for a while, so I'm happy that this day <laughs> finally happens. Well, thank you. And I'm wondering, what's Xylem's take at that challenging question of how do we have to rethink water? I think the, the biggest rethink in water is around the affordability of addressing our water infrastructure challenges around the world. I think that there's still an impression that it's really expensive. Where's the money going to come from? How do we address access to water while also addressing the equity around cost of water, both at a macroeconomic level, you know, at a community level, but also at a household level. These are real challenges, no doubt, that are not easy to address, but the technologies and solutions do exist today to be able to address our water challenges in an affordable level. I also think the new rethink is that we've always talked about the importance of creating awareness of the big water challenges around the world. I think due to unfortunate climate change related events and other disasters, aging infrastructure, you know, that intersection of aging infrastructure and climate change is creating a level of unprecedented awareness around the world. But we need to move people beyond fear because fear paralyzes. It causes political division and we do not need that at this point in time. But we need more education around affordability. So if technologies exist, what are we waiting to implement those? Again, I think one is awareness. I think two is utilities around the world or city works departments, depending upon who owns certain aspects of that water distribution network or the treatment plants. These are highly dedicated civil servants. They wake up every morning thinking about how are they going to provide safe, clean drinking water at an affordable level? How are they going to manage the impact of stormwater overflow in our communities? They're thinking about this all the time. These are hard jobs they have. By definition, many of them are risk averse because there's not always a lot of upside in taking chances with the water supply. And so part of this, it takes time for them to be able to do pilots, to prove out the pilots, or to see other utilities that have been successful that look more like them, that have taken on some of these different alternatives of investments. I think the other piece of this is we don't talk as much about the impact of water scarcity on businesses. And the cost of water to a business is not the water bill per gallon or mm -hmm. liter. More times than not, it's the cost of not having access to it. So more and more businesses are operating in water-stressed areas where almost like brownouts on the energy side, they're actually having water shortages. So the cost of water to them is the value of lost production, lost economic profits. Therefore, they have to do job reduction or, or dislocate along the way. This is a part of the sector that has not been talked about a lot in terms of where they can be more active in funding some of this infrastructure, not only their own operations, but how they get more involved in their own communities and making sure there's equitable access to citizens in and around their community. So you see the role of the industrials as well to be part of the community and to irradiate, might not be the right term, but around their facilities to also help the community. That's correct. What's the role of... And to educate. And educate. What's the role of Xylem in all of that? When we are a business. So what I'm saying others should be doing 
we're doing ourselves in terms of our own sustainability mm -hmm. commitments and goals. We take great pride in very aggressive goals that we put out there, both in terms of impact within our own four walls of our operations, but also our handprint. How do we help customers and communities do a better job at managing their own, whether it be race to zero in carbon neutrality, whether it be businesses that want to be neutral water, from a branding standpoint, we have a role to play in educating and making sure they're aware that the technologies and solutions exist. Secondly, our obligation as a technology provider is to always be learning from different applications around the world, sharing those best practices, putting our own capital to work to go out and acquire new technologies or to invest in those technologies. But our role also is, you know, we spend a lot of time on youth engagement, creating education and awareness of youth around the world that yes, here are the challenges, and yes, here are the opportunities, and we want to create a movement of young people around the world to say, we're not going to take this anymore. We don't want to hear that things cannot be affordable or that things cannot be done because this is their lifetime. This is their generation, and I want to make sure we're empowering them to take action. So in light of these challenges, which are increasing with climate change, what is scarcity, what equality, everything which was addressed in the, in the conference so far. Do you have a special trick to bring the adoption of these technologies on the fast lane to go faster? I wish I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have tried to do it and we will continue to try to do it. I think it is getting the word out. It is recognizing that part of the role of a business leader and a business leadership team in an organization is not to remain quiet and on the sideline and focus only in on our own economic profits and making our numbers every day. We have the responsibility to become a platform and to become a voice that we join others around us to be a part of that conversation. And that's why a meaningful part of my time as a CEO is spent in these kind of conversations, is to just get the word out. But then at the same time, there's a lot we have to do to make sure that we continue to build that trust that Patrick's not just saying this because it's going to lead to higher economic profits for Xylem. This is the opportunity of a lifetime for us as society to make a difference. It's far more than just economic value. It is about creating social value as well. You mentioned handprint and footprint and how you start by walking your own talk. Is it right to say that Xylem is on a transformational journey? Maybe 10 years ago, you still were a pump company. You were far more than that, but you were seen by the market yes. like a pump company. Yes. And more and more, you're a solution provider and you're kind of bridging different parts of the industry. Is the journey over? That is correct, but the journey is not over. We have been on a transformation. We will continue to be on a transformation and a transformation not just in terms of what we bring into our portfolio of solutions from a product and technology standpoint, but also how we work in different ways based on our core. We're never going to walk away from our core. It's really important that we maintain our credibility, reputation, and trust on our core. But there are other business models. There are other ways for us to engage other companies, other partnerships, NGOs, venture capital, governments. Again, building a platform that people can rally around to say, when we say let's solve water, I always say remove the apostrophe from our tagline and it is let us solve water. No one company or organization can do it on their own. We certainly can't, but yes, we're gonna to continue to put our capital, both financial and human, to work to build out an even more impactful platform for Xylem. One of the red threads of the conversation I'm having today so far is this link between private, public, and also money, so finance, the three levels. How do you see that evolving in the next five, 10 years? What is the martingale for impact? We are 
big believers and proponents of that public-private partnership because it's more than just the financial capital. It's aligning objectives and measurements of success for a community beyond purely the financial metric. Multifaceted partners have skin in the game together to drive success. I think that it also reduces oftentimes the noise, the conflict that is based upon legacy or the past rather than fact. And I think it can galvanize. It's not the solution for everywhere in the planet. But as you well know, I mean, you are an incredibly seasoned global citizen here in, in the water discussion. There are many, many, many examples of success of this around the world. Far more successes by a factor of exponentially than any failures along the way. It doesn't mean it's always perfect, but it has proven itself to be a significant alternative. It's not the only alternative for funding, but it is one. The second, in my view, is much more federal money, whether it be in the US, whether it be in Europe, whether it be in China, where there's large infrastructure funding discussions happening. Obviously, I may not be objective, but when I look at the return on investment, both economically and socially, of redirecting more of those dollars to water infrastructure as a basic human right to have access to it and the impact it has on economic value of businesses when they're facing water stress, I don't believe that we're putting enough money that's already been approved in the overall infrastructure packages. Not enough that money is being directed towards water. To round off that conversation, because I have to be cautious of your time, what is the, the key performance indicator which will tell you in five or 10 years that you've succeeded maybe at all or simply in doing your part as, as one of the companies in the water sector? That's a, that's a really, that's a, it's a really good question and a really tough question because it's hard to narrow it down to just one thing. But I do believe that some measurement around engagement around the world and, you know, one of the measures that we're getting right now, you know, we have this partnership with the city football group, Manchester City, New York City Football Club, Mumbai, others. We now have roughly 1 billion social media impressions over the last four years. And when we did a survey uh, this past year, more than a third of those social media impressions, which are predominantly younger in age, indicated that they have a strong affinity about water challenges and issues, and that they've taken some action over the last year to do something about it. That's a powerful indicator that is of engagement. Incredible. Yeah. And that's one that we will continue to measure, but that's simply one example. I think substantially larger spending in the U.S. on water, especially at the most basic societal level, would be another indicator of success that we've gotten the word out. So as I said, I have to be cautious over the time. I think the conference won't get going if I don't free you at some point because you're the next one on stage. Well, thank I you. I take a last 30 seconds just for one rapid fire question. What is the most exciting project you've been working on and why? Youth engagement, creating the ability beyond just Xylem, but those that want to be a part of something larger here on creating the awareness and the empowerment and belief of this next generation of young people that have the enthusiasm, the passion, the knowledge, and we can show them they can have the resources to go make a big difference and how we engage other organizations to be a part of that journey with us because It's the power of the collective. None of us need to be competing for mindshare when it comes to water in the mind of our youth. That makes for an awesome conclusion. So thanks a lot, and I hope we'll have more time in the future to go more in depth. Thank you so much. <laughs> really appreciate thanks. it. This is it for another episode of the Don't Waste Water podcast. 
I'd like to hand out a special thanks to Science Water for enabling it. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to give it a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast from. I don't know if I deserve five stars, but my guest surely does. Do it now, tell it to your friends, and I'll be back very soon with the next interview.